running for the touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. Always exciting to play at home. We all want to play at home, and this is an unbelievable venue to play at. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. On a personal level for me, I, I just we, we can't wait to get to the game day, right? We can't wait to get on the grass. JT The Brick. Cars up underneath James. Going to fire quickly. Jackpot, baby. Touchdown, Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Oh, yes, it's Friday. Out of the gate, JT with you on a gorgeous Friday heading into an amazing weekend. One of the great weekends, I believe, in Vegas sports history because the Raiders host Sunday Night Football on NBC. And we get an opportunity to celebrate that big sporting event here in town. About as big as it gets since the Raiders have moved from Oakland, California to Las Vegas, Nevada. And the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night have an opportunity to win and they're in and go to the playoffs, which would be a tremendous accomplishment for this team and this organization, especially this season. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Busy as always. would love to hear from you. It's been a great week for us here. It's a week that, you know, I hoped for. I didn't expect after the Dallas game and then a couple of losses after that. If you would have said to me, hey, do you expect to do shows in January with the playoffs on the line? It would have been tough to spin that one, and we didn't have to spin it. The Raiders got hot in close games down the stretch in the fourth quarter in ugly wins where they made a couple of extra plays and put the team in a spot now where they can go to the playoffs. This is all you want. All you want in the modern era of football is a chance to get in. Then if you add in COVID concerns, injuries, everything that happens in football where on any given Sunday, anybody can win. The Raiders won the first ever Super Bowl as a wild card team. They'll get in as a wild card if they win this game. And after that, we're, gonna, we're just going to see how it plays out because this is a wild year. Forget about the Raiders for a second, just the league in general. It's wide open. It's absolutely wide open. So just get into the tournament and hope you have an opportunity to play week after week after week leading up to the Super Bowl. Never talk Super Bowl with the Raiders until I think they have a Super Bowl team. I didn't think they had a Super Bowl team this year, so it never came up. Thought they had the playoff team to get it done. I had them getting in as a seventh seed at the start of the season. But I only had them winning nine games. And I thought you could get in with nine games. I looked at the schedule. I analyzed it. I thought the final wild card team could get in with nine wins, as in what we're seeing with the NFC now. So if I'm off and they win 10 and they get in, it's the same thing. But this is about where I had the Raiders this year. But I didn't have the Raiders losing to Washington and Chicago and the New York Giants and some of the losses. Some of the losses are shocking to me, how they lost some of these games. And then the wins were great. I didn't have the Raiders beating the Ravens, Pittsburgh, and Dallas and going 3-0 and against those teams. Kansas City slaughtered the Raiders twice. I didn't expect that. Neither did you. And then a couple of really tough wins down the stretch at Indy and at Cleveland have put the Raiders in this situation. So all that being said, we got a great opportunity here today to have some fun, enjoy it. I'm having fun. You know, I'm not the clown on the radio. I don't do a lot of bits. We don't do a lot of comedy acts here. We just try to do real fast sports talk. But I've enjoyed this week. It's a glasses half full atmosphere for everybody here. I'm proud of the Raider Nation radio network here and all the shows that we have on. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's still working under COVID protocol. It's tough. It's been a really tough year to get everybody on the same page. We thank our partners, 
All of our advertisers who come in here been tough on their businesses, but they have faith in us, and hopefully your business has faith in us going forward. And then we want to thank the Raiders because this is my last show of the regular season. And I want to thank the Raiders because who other than us can say thank you this much for all the guests we had, all the legends, all the Hall of Famers, all the players, the coach that I exclusively get every week. You'll hear that at the top of the hour. So it's my most fulfilling year in the history of my career on the radio with the Raiders. It actually is because my wife has experienced it with my kids going to games, meeting more and more new fans, working with Eric Allen at the Torch, a pre- and post-game show, being in the stadium now with you, the fans, when last year no one was in. We were in there last year, which was kind of like a zombie apocalypse movie. And there's been good things happening, but it was a tough year. And I'll look back on this. It could be next year. It could be 10 years from now. Someday when I'm sitting on a beach, hopefully, with a bucket of Modellos, I'll look back on this year and say, man, it was tough. John Gruden, a great friend of mine, a great friend of the show, resigned. Henry Ruggs, the car accident, the fatality that killed Tina Tintor, that was really rough. And a lot of ups and downs and a lot of good people in the organization have moved on who are great friends of mine. So this year was a very dramatic year for everybody involved with the Raiders. Everybody, from the owner all the way down to everybody working in the locker room, traveling with the team. It was very dramatic, but there's a great payoff, an opportunity to go to the postseason with a home game, which is what's so great about this new stadium and the opportunity to fulfill the dreams of playing massive games in this stadium in Las Vegas in primetime. We get a little taste of it coming up on Sunday night. And it's not there for entertainment. I know Little John's going to be performing. The Madden Cruiser's going to be parked out. This is a must-win game. This is hardcore football. This is a must-win game. These guys got to play their ass off, and they got to win at all costs. And I don't really care how they win. Because all year long, as I was talking to my producer Bobby about this, all year long we've had more storylines than at any moment in the history of the Raiders. I just mentioned a few to you. you. I don't care if you've been a Raider fan since 1960 or you're brand new in Las Vegas. There has never, ever close, never close to being this many topics in Raider history. And we haven't even gotten to the playoffs. Imagine what this would look like if the Raiders enter the playoffs and all of a sudden those frauds, some of them in the media, have to look at the Raiders and go, what? Wait a second. How the hell did they get here? We're talking about wild card weekend and the Raiders are playing blank? How did that happen? And everybody's going to have to go back in the hot tub time machine and remember that they kicked the Raiders in the groin, uh, just mocked the Raiders all year. Now the Raiders they have to talk about because they have a playoff game. Man, I'd love to see that. That would be glory for me to see these people that just had no idea who this roster was. They didn't know the players. They couldn't name one coach. They can't even pronounce Rich Passaccia's name. They know crap about this team. To have to go back into the studio and break down a Raider playoff game, that'll be fun to watch. That'll be a hoot. And then I'm just happy for Vegas and the city as the city's going through year two of COVID and businesses have shuttered and closed and people have tried to hang on and do business. And I think the Raider economy here is very vibrant. By building the stadium. We're going to have Tommy White coming up in a little bit from the local 872 who built the stadium. Wanted to have Tommy on today because Tommy was putting his hands in the dirt and he was building the stadium with his hands along with a lot of people. You want to talk about a guy 
who dreamed of this day it would be him. Kevin Bollinger will join us from Fox 5 uh, near the bottom of the hour. We'll talk to him. He's over at the facility today. And then next hour, I'm going to replay the Romo interview because it was great. Got a lot of hits on that, a lot of downloads if you missed that. The Bill Romanowski interview, some analysis, my Rich uh, Bisaccia conversation as we mix in your calls. If you want to get in, get in in the first hour of the show. We're, we're busier in the second hour in regards to guests. I'd like to get you in now. 702-365-9200. Today, the cover of the paper you know, has the Golden Knights as the lead story. Golden Knights had a great win over the Rangers last night. 5-1. My youngest son went to the game. I had buddies texting me at it. Gerard Gallant came back, Ryan Reeves, and they just slaughtered him. Golden Knights are unbelievable. This team is a championship contender. So they're on the cover of the paper, and at the bottom, Ed Graney, the award-winning columnist, wrote a great column, Raiders can't let Chargers Herbert have his way. And I wanted to open the show with that, brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. Uh, midnight to 2 a.m., 5 to 7 p.m., they own the Strat, Golden Entertainment, Arizona Charlies, Laughlin Event Center, all of our PTs, 64-plus locations here in the Valley. So I read this article, and it was really good by Ed. He's so good. And it's about Justin Herbert. Still only 23 years old, last week set a franchise record for touchdown passes in a season. He has 35 and is the first NFL quarterback to throw at least 30 touchdowns in each of his first two seasons. That was a wow to me. He'll also start for the AFC in the Pro Bowl. And the comparisons to Derek Carr are fair. They play in the same division. They play on teams that have the same record. So you should be able to compare Derek Carr to Justin Herbert. Their teams are identical with record. Now, it's not fair to compare Derek Carr to Patrick Mahomes because Kansas City has a better team, and they have for a while. And they've had more stability at the head coach and the coordinators and Derek has had. But when you look at Justin Herbert, you can compare Carr and Herbert side by side. And I think that's the big storyline heading into this game. Who will outperform the other quarterback in this game? They don't play basketball. They don't play one-on-one. It isn't Kobe guarding Jordan, Jordan guarding Larry Bird or Magic. These are two quarterbacks representing their offenses. But they both should be compared side-by-side to one another. And I think Derek Carr has been playing better as of late in regards to big plays. That's no debate. The big play wow factor has gone to Derek Carr over the last couple of weeks. But Herbert is an overall better quarterback at a younger age who has more weapons, I believe, that have been healthier when they are and has the ability to do more in the passing game because he's more mobile and he has a bigger arm. No one will debate that issue. So here we go. It's Herbert versus Carr, Sunday night. Don't look at me stirring the pot. That's what they're going to come out of the commercial with. They're going to show Justin Herbert and Derek Carr side by side. It's going to say Sunday night football. Carrie Underwood's going to sing the open. There's going to be fireworks, the Madden Cruiser, Al Mike. It's going to be nuts. The skyline's going to be gorgeous. The sunset is going to be one of the best we've had this year. With all that combined, the two quarterbacks are going to go toe-to-toe. Now, as we'll get into it next hour, whoever wins is going to the playoffs. Derek Carr led a team to a playoff but was injured, and Justin Herbert will probably go to the playoffs often throughout his career because he's just that good. He's a guy that can carry a team to the playoffs. So we spent a lot of time talking about the quarterbacks this week. I think, fortunately, that Derek has had so many great plays that he's made recently to Hunter Renfro 
which has been fantastic, and he's getting Darren Waller back. And we don't want to jinx it, but Waller has returned as a limited participant in practice this week. We'll hear from Rich Passaccia, not only my conversation from yesterday, but he's speaking today. And we'll see what happens with Waller, how much he'll be ready to play. How many targets is he going to get in the game? If he's able to play and he starts, get him the targets he deserves. Go with Waller, go with Renfro. I think they got to throw deep a number of times, and they have to be aggressive. As I tweeted out earlier today, if you get a chance to follow me, at JT the Brick on Twitter, when I got up this morning, I think I sent this tweet at like 6.30 in the morning. God knows what I was doing up. I said the Raiders have scored over 30 points five times this season. 33 against the Ravens, a win. 31 against Miami, a win. 34 at Denver, a win. 33 against the Eagles, a win. And 36 at Dallas, a win. I think they need to score 30 to beat the Chargers. I've said it all week. I don't feel confident at all with that. I have no confidence in that at all, but I believe it's true. I believe the Raiders are going to have to put up 30 to win the game. And here's why. We know what the Chargers are going to do in this game. They're going to come out and throw. They're going to attack the Raiders. They're not going to give up easy plays to the Raiders and hand the ball up the middle and give the Raiders a playoff. Why would they? Why would you run it into a pile with Jonathan Hankins there, Solomon Thomas, and Denzel Berryman, who can break the Raiders' tackling record? Why run it right up the middle and give the Raiders a playoff? If the Chargers are smart, they'll come in four wide in the shotgun, Austin Eckler in the backfield, and they'll throw almost on every play. They'll try to exploit the Raiders with their height. Jared Cook, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they're basketball players. They're monsters. It's like having Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale, if you can remember. They got towers who can catch the ball. The only shot the Raiders have at slowing that down is this great defensive line. The defensive line's going to have to get to Herbert, get him off the spot. Fortunately, the interior of the defensive line is playing at a very high level. We told you about that in August when I went on the radio and said, why the hell do they have like nine defensive tackles here? What are they doing? I think I looked at Vinny and Paul. I said, why are there like nine defensive tackles here? They were smart to do that because they understood they had Yannick Ngakwe and Max, Mad Max on the edge, and guys get hurt, and they have depth at the defensive line. The defensive line has saved this team. There is zero chance they're above 500 playing for a playoff opportunity without this defensive line. They saved the season. Rod Marinelli, you, you saved the season with Gus with this defensive line. Without you, Raiders are under 500. They've been out of the playoffs two weeks without this D line. They must get to Justin Herbert, and they must get to him quickly, and they've got to get him off the spot. And I think if the interior pass rush is good and they get a push, kind of like like you do against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, then Herbert will have to run to his right or left, and waiting there will be Mad Max and Yannick Ngakwe. And I think the Raiders will get some turnovers, maybe a strip sack. But if that interior pass rush doesn't get any push, Herbert will just sit in a clean pocket, step into it, and he'll play pitch and catch with these great receivers all day long. So I think that is critical. Also, I think that Justin Herbert wants to attack Trayvon Merrick, the rookie safety for the Silver and Black, who's had a very good season. But he's never played in a game of this magnitude. He's never been tested by Justin Herbert at this level in a game that's all or nothing. 
I think that's going to be a big moment for him. There's going to be a couple of balls he's going to have to knock down. He's going to have to tackle in space. He's going to have to have a really big game. And then one more key to the game before we get to your phone calls at 702-365-9200. Light them up. Is the Raider offensive line. Now there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start off with the good. The good is the fact that they're running the ball well and they have confidence. We had Andre James on this week and they're very confident. The bad is at times they don't play well and they're a bad offensive line. Not anymore, but all year long they've been an average offensive line at games they played poorly. And the ugly hasn't been around much, but we know what could happen when it gets ugly. Jumping off sides, jumping off sides, jumping off sides, or having a bad day where a guy like Bosa can go off. I don't expect to see that. I don't expect to see the ugly and the bad. I'd like to see the good to the average. Now, if they play great, hallelujah. But they got to do a good job protecting Derek Carr. Uh, The only concern I have, as I told you all week, and I'm going to end the show here, the final show of the week, with saying which is my only concern. We'll talk about it on the pregame show, and I'm sure it'll be a big topic for Ease Keys, Eric Allen's keys to the game, is if the Raiders decide that they want to run it and they're going to live and die with the run. I don't like it, but they've been running the ball well. They've been running the ball better. So if they're comfortable in running the football and they're doing it well, it could be the reason they win the game. They shorten the game. They keep Herbert on the sidelines. They run it, and they wear out the Chargers' defense, which is worst in the league on third down. I envision a game where the Raiders run it on first down for three or two, Second down, they either run it again or get a short pass because they like to throw underneath, and it sets up third and two, third and three. And then Greg Olson and Derek Carr are going to have to make a decision, and the decision's going to be on third and short to run the ball and either get stuffed short of the first down, pass the ball, and go short to Waller or Renfro, which I think we're all comfortable with, or something in between where they're trying to mix and match it, where they're not playing in an aggressive nature, which I think they need to. Because as I told you, I think they need to score 30 in this game. So that's what concerns me in this game. I don't expect Derek to come out because he hasn't all year going four wide, up-tempo, no huddle. I've asked for it all year, but I'm just a radio host. Who the hell cares what I think? You know, I know the coaches. They're laughing at me. They're probably saying, who cares what JT thinks? We're the coaches. He's not. He's the bloviator from noon to two. But I will tell you, I like the passing matchup in this game. I think you can get away with going four wide. And I think you should put Zay in motion. I think Deshaun Jackson should just be running go routes. Just run go routes. Don't, no, no, no. Don't run an in route. Don't, just run go routes. Take Derwin James with you the super safety, bring them with you on that side of the field, have Waller cross, have Hunter Renthro cross, and then have Derek just look, 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 and throw who's wide open. You hear what I said? Throw to the man, Derek, who's wide open because you got Zay in motion. You got Deshaun going deep. You got Waller on a crossing route, and then you got your security blanket, Hunter Renfro, who can do whatever you need. I think that's how you're going to have to win this game at some point. So I've been to Allegiant Stadium more than anybody, more than you, more than anybody, because the year I was there with no fans. And I've seen many times where this team just gave up on plays, ran it into a pile, and lived with it. And then the games get into 17 or 20 points, and it's a heart attack in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? 
I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I'm not confident that they're going to be aggressive in the passing game. I think that'll work. I'm confident they're going to run the ball because they're enjoying running it. I don't know if that's going to work. But the thing that I'm really confident in and I'm really excited and why I think the Raiders are going to win the game is because the Raider defensive line gives the Raiders a shot to win the game. And I have tremendous confidence in the Raiders defensive line led by Rod Marinelli, Yannick Ngakwe, and Mad Max Crosby. Those, those are the guys, along with Derek Carr, that have to win this game. And I have confidence with those three. Carr, I'll add Renfro, Ngakwe, and Mad Max. Those four guys, depending on what happens with Waller, can win this game in prime time on NBC. we got to see how it plays out. All right, let's start off with Charles in Arizona on the Raiders mobile app. Hello, Charles. Hello, JT. How are you doing today? Great, Charles. Thank you. Charles's phone doesn't work. That's not a good start to my sports talk show. I need good phones. Get them on a new phone, Bobby, please. Uh, we'll go out to Dave in Northern California. Dave, start us off. Thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Hey, JT, I am pumped up. This is the biggest game since it's broke, it's broke. Uh, I I just, man, I am chomping at the bit, and all I'm praying is that, as you're saying, the defensive line has got to stay under control. If you can't get to the quarterback, make a wall that's 12 feet high, stick your hands up. I want to see batted passes. I want to see... Just may controlled mayhem, JT. Controlled mayhem. The defense needs to take the ball away. We're missing turnovers. Mm-hmm. Our defensive backs have to learn to turn their heads. If they turn their heads and they have a, a, a bead on the ball, they're going to get interceptions. Mm-hmm. You can't throw a back shoulder throw if someone's looking at the ball. This is what's got to happen on defense. And I think if defense does its job and provides Carr with the time, then it's up to Carr to hold the ball to make sure that, yes, we get big plays for big scores, but also control the clock. This is the way that we win. We cannot afford to give the ball back to these other teams. We won last week because – I was happy because they actually took the points off the board and gave us the clock back. <laughs> How about you, JC? How do you feel about that? That's control. Yeah, I love the ball control. Appreciate it. And the ball control comes down to third down. Thanks for the call. You know, a big stat in this game, as we've been hearing, it's getting pounded on radio from Southern California to Vegas and all over the global Raider Nation is how bad the Chargers' defense is on third down. And the Raiders have played better as of late. And that's what's good news for Derek. Derek, historically, a high-percentage quarterback, a quarterback that throws short more than long, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not talking he, can't, he can throw long, but Carr's not Justin Herbert. He's not Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Elway. He doesn't just plant his foot and throw it 60 yards every time. If the Chargers help the Raiders get in third and short, Carr can use his legs and the ability to make short passes for first downs and extend these drives. I mean, if you like Derek Carr and some prop bets on completions and all this, this is the team he can do it against. Remember, in the first game against the Chargers, I went back and looked at the numbers. 
The Raiders came out. They were awful in that first half. That was their worst first half of football all year. They were out of the game early. And then they came out in the second half and went wide, and they played fast, and Derek made adjustments, and they got back in the game. And that's why I think embrace Carr in this game attacking. I like Derek over Justin Herbert. He's so much more experienced. He has so much more experience than Herbert that if Derek wants to change the play to a passing play, go for it, Derek. I mean, you're a veteran quarterback in this league, one game away from the playoffs. I'm expecting the best of Derek Carr in this game Sunday night because the experience tells me that he's able to do it. If he wasn't experienced, look, Trey Lance playing for the Niners, Justin Herbert for the Chargers, Joe Burrow for Cincinnati, Mac Jones for New England. Hear where I'm going here? These guys are all pretty good, but they're all very young. They haven't played in pressure like this with the playoffs on the line or a playoff game. Derek has played in a lot of pressure-packed games, but this is the biggest one of his life. And you got to believe if you're a Raider fan right now, even if you don't believe it 100%, you have to have enough belief in Derek this time around that he can do it. You have to going into the game. Or why the hell are you going to the game? That's what a fan is. You're a fanatic. You're going to go into the game hoping and rooting for Derek Carr to have one of the best games of his career. And we should all get behind that. And then we'll be able to react on Monday on how he plays. But you better believe going into this game, I'm behind him. And I think he can play a big game because he showed us that in the past. But there's a lot more pressure on him in this game. And there's pressure on Herbert, much more pressure on Carr. Much more pressure on Carr. Carr's been around longer. It's in his building. It's in his stadium. And Herbert's going to go to the playoffs probably his whole life. So if they don't win, they could say he's young. He's going to go next year. Not with Carr. Carr, this contact contract talk. Can he take the Raiders to the promised land? I believe he can. But he's got to show everybody that Sunday night. And he's even killed about it. I think he's been fantastic. Over the, over the last month, he's been great. 702-365-9200. Sunday night will be one of the biggest nights in Vegas sports history. It's a new sports town in comparison to some of the hotbeds around the country. We're brought to you by Remy Martin. When I'm talking X's and O's, it's with a Remy Martin cocktail. Here's Carr, takes a snap, sprints off to the right, fires on the run. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown, Raiders! Hunter Renfro! There's a penalty flag down. I think it's going to be against the Colts, Brent. Nice job by Lincoln Kennedy and Brent Musburger. JT, back with you. Hope you're doing well. My conversation with Rich Passaccia coming up here at the top of the hour. Kevin Bollinger joins us. Kevin Fox 5 Vegas, the sports director at Fox TV right here in Vegas. The man is usually always at the facility or back in the studio or at a Golden Knight game. Hey, before we get, Kevin, to the Raiders, big Golden Knights win over the Rangers. Blowout victory, 5-1. Whole city loves that news. Oh, huge win. And and kind of a statement game uh, for, for the Golden Knights. Uh, the Rangers have been playing really good hockey so far yeah. this year. We're right up there, uh, I think, uh, second most points in the NHL. So, uh, important win, and, and obviously a huge game tomorrow night with Fleury's return to, to the Fortress. 
What do you think of Gallant's return in Reeves? Reeves a fan favorite there, but stone back. The C on the sweater, the explosion. so the way he's playing. And we're all waiting for Jack Eichel, one of the best players in hockey, to be cleared to play. I mean, they are really ramping up to look like one of the best teams in all of hockey. Yeah, if they can get everybody healthy at the right time, I think the Golden Knights will be in great shape. Obviously, they have some salary cap maneuvering to do. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really cool to see Gallant and Reeves back and, and obviously got the huge reception from the fans and, and the tributes. And I know Gallant said he didn't think that he would necessarily get a, a tribute video uh, thinking that, that people had forgotten because it had been a couple of years. But Golden Knights fans aren't going to forget what uh, happened in that first season, and he obviously was an integral part of everything that happened there. So uh, it was good to see him see him back in town, and uh, mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting when Fleury comes back on Saturday. He obviously is going to get a, a huge, warm reception from the fans as well. How great is that? Flurry on Saturday. Flurry, the man who deserves a statue and the Raiders Sunday night football. And, Kevin, we've talked about it on the air and as friends. You know, when they have these entertainment stress tests going on where you got three or four events happening in a weekend, it's incredible. And that's why Vegas has this football stadium now for big events what can you tell us about the hype around Sunday night football since it's been flexed and how you're covering it at Fox 5? Well, there's obviously a buzz uh, around the city, even for people who had not uh, maybe joined Raider Nation uh, yet and, and were kind of just kind of keeping everything in an arm's length, saying, hey, it's cool to have an NFL team, but I'm not ready to go there yet. People are excited because it's a meaningful game in the last game of the regular season in the NFL. And, and I think uh, it just creates a, a good buzz that this city needs to get people excited again about things. And uh, I, I think this is a hugely important game for the Raiders organizationally, not just to get to the playoffs, but also in, in their maturation of being Las Vegas' team. And I think that uh, it's going to be a big game on Sunday night. Kevin Bollinger, Sports Director, Fox 5. Uh, what do you think of the Herbert versus Carr comparison? I mean, it's tough, but I have no problem doing it. I think Derek is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Justin Herbert is playing like one of the elite quarterbacks. So not great, but elite. He's building a career that way. I was shocked when Ed Graney wrote, he becomes the first quarterback, the first NFL quarterback to throw at least 30 in each of his first two seasons. I mean, he's a franchise quarterback. He's the face of the franchise. And he's coming in on the road for the biggest game of his life. No question. Uh, but, he, but he's still a young quarterback. And Charger fans well know uh, that this, this team has uh, a history of getting to a certain point and then not being able to follow through in the end. And they think that, that Herbert's the kind of guy that can get them over the hump to the next level. Can he do it this year? Or is it going to take a couple more years of getting to that point? That remains to be seen. For, for me personally, I like the quarterback who's, who's been in the league a little bit while, uh, a little longer, uh, has been in these situations, and uh, let's roll D.C. out here and see what he can do on Sunday night. I agree with you. I think the experience for Derek is very important in this game, especially if he takes advantage of that at the line of scrimmage and makes adjustments and changes plays that really get the Raiders into some explosive plays. Kevin, what's it been like covering the team? Because they haven't had a lot of explosive plays, but the ones that mattered were game winners. I mean, the throw to Renfro, where he stepped up in the pocket in Indy and avoided the sack and the touch pass, where Renfro looked like he scored, but they called it back. I think that's one of the greatest passes of Carr's career in crunch time. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, this, this team has, has given moments 
where you're just like, wow, you know, how did this team lose to the Giants, you know, uh, in certain parts of this year when you look at, at what they're doing here over these last three weeks. And it's been, look, this season has been the hardest season for any NFL team to go through with what the Raiders have had to deal with. Most of it they had nothing to do with, but they were left there to answer for it. And they have answered the bell when they have had to throughout the entire season. And, and I think it goes back to stuff that we've talked about, JT, long before the season started with all the players saying from day one that this team was different. There was a different kind of bond in this locker room this season. And players say that every year. You could believe it this year with these guys. There, there was just a certain chemistry, whether it was built uh, in those practices in the parks in Southern Highlands in the off season, uh, And as they brought in more players, uh, that, that just everybody seemed to mesh. And I think that the Raiders are seeing the fruits of that chemistry here over the last three weeks. And then they've got one more to get to the promised land and get to the tournament. Kevin, finally, we've talked a lot about preparation to get to the game. You do it a lot. You talk about it on your broadcast. Is John Madden Cruiser being there? I'm going to see it today. The Cruiser will be at the stadium. Uh, the Madden family lighting the torch in memory of Al Davis. And just you know, Sunday Night Football in the entertainment capital of the world. I think everybody really needs to act accordingly. Get to the stadium earlier, an hour earlier, two hours earlier. Just make sure they use their head coming into this game because it's a big one. No one wants to come in late. Yeah, and they are opening up the stadium a little bit early because of mm -hmm. all the, the stuff that they're doing with John Madden, uh, the interactive pieces, uh, not only with the bus, but with some of the other things that they have here. And and it's a big moment. You know, you, you want the crowd kind of to get the, the hype going up uh, uh, all throughout the pregame. Little John's performing at halftime to keep everybody rocking and rolling there for that uh, that break before they start the third quarter. And, uh, you know, this is this is essentially a playoff game, and the entire world's going to be watching Sunday night football. Everybody knows that the, the last playoff spot's coming down to this game, and uh, it's a great way to showcase Las Vegas, uh, Allegiant Stadium, and, and for the Raiders to showcase why they deserve to be in the postseason. Absolutely. Kevin, I'll see you Sunday. Have a great weekend. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, JT. Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5. Appreciate him coming on. You know, remember, everybody, this is football. I care more about the game than anything, the weather, you know, what. but this is a showcase. It is. It's important to this town. Vegas is different. It's a showcase for the world and what Vegas is going to do going forward. Super Bowls, drafts, the Sunday night football is a big part of that. It's a bonus game on Sunday night. Antonio in Modesto. Thanks for waiting. You're up next. Go ahead. JT, good afternoon, man. I love the show like always. Hey, JT, a couple things. Uh, the ninth this Sunday marks the 45th anniversary of Raiders Super Bowl XI. Old man Willie, Freddie B being the MVP, the snake. So I'm super happy. I'm betting the house on this game. You talked about the nine-man wave of D-line. I believe they're going to get it done. I look back at the first game. Uh, D.C. was sacked four times. Um, they got to mm. Justin twice. This is going to be a different game. I believe, and like you said, I'm not just riding your coattail. I, I believe with the defensive line, they're going to make a change. I also look, you had a Meek Robinson and, and, and Damon Arnett in the secondary last time, and yeah. I, I was at that game in SoFi. I really think I'm betting the house on it. The biggest question, we got, I believe we're going to get this, I'm very confident, is are we going to play Saturday, Sunday? And I was shocked. I didn't know they are going to play another playoff game on that Monday night, yeah. a Monday night wild card game. 
D, uh, JT, like always, you do a great show. I'm excited, and I'm going to give you Raiders. I can't wait, JT, man. Great show like always, buddy. Yeah, I remember that game, the first game. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Uh, Tommy White's going to join us next. I'll get into some of the stats in that last game, which the game got away early, and that's what my concern is in this game. You know, I told you going to the Indy game, be have the game manageable at the half because the coaches are better. Raiders have head coaches throughout their team, throughout that building there. They're head coaches, Tom Cable, Rod Marinelli. Right now, Rich Passaccia, a head coach, Gus Bradley, a head coach. They got a lot of experience, but with the Chargers, you got to get to halftime with a manageable score. They didn't last time. The game was over at the half, and the Raiders put up a little bit of a fight, but it wasn't going to help. They were too far behind. That won't happen here. It can happen here. Tommy White, 872 laborers, helped build the stadium with his team. We'll talk about the hype around this game next. This will be a 33-yarder. This is for the win. Cole checks his kicker. Good hole. Yes, baby. Jackpot, baby. Well, the cardiac kids have struck again, huh? <laughs> it kept oh an interesting my, down. What a run. <laughs> what a run. Brent Musburger, Lincoln Kennedy on the call. All right, JT, back with you. Las Vegas Labor Union leader Tommy White with Local 872. He lit the torch in memory of Al Davis. I was there. He was live from the torch with me. And, Tommy, now the Madden family's coming in to light the torch. Sunday night, prime time. you got to be fired up for this game. You know, JT, it's an honor to have the the Madden family there. Just to to have them light the torch in, in remembering John... Uh, I think it's just great for the Raiders. It's great for the stadium. It's great for our community. Um, and it's going to be great for the family. It's it's such an honor to light that torch. Yeah, Tommy, this is great. And your dream, when you put your hands in the dirt and you were building the stadium with your team, to have Sunday night football, the last game of the year, prime time, they flexed into that game. Now, of course, it's a must-win game for both teams. I know you're going to tell me they flexed into it so they could have the sunset, the Vegas backdrop, and your beautiful stadium. Oh, that's going to be uh, – you know, listen, that's going to be such a beautiful, beautiful night. Um, and the fact that we were able to get that primetime game, um, you know, it, it's one of those – you don't have many Raiders – football games at night with the sun going down and and the stadium lit up and to have it there on sunday night with on the day that the raiders are going to kind of move on um to the playoffs is is just going to be fantastic i know the fans are really looking forward i know the fans are very excited when the game got moved uh to the to the primetime game and uh i think this is going to be like probably one of the biggest games that we've seen all year Tommy White is a proud partner of my show. It's a big deal for me that we could have him here for the impact that he's had in this community and especially with the stadium. 
Local 872. Hey, Tommy, one thing I wanted to ask you, they're starting to, you hear the term in Vegas all the time, activations. They're activating new parts outside the stadium, not in the parking lot, but inside once you get in with your tickets around that front ribbon of the stadium. I'm noticing new pop-up areas with some liquor sponsors. The Madden Cruiser's going to be there. Tell me about that with your vision with Mark Davis on what you wanted to have on that ribbon inside the gates once you come in. Uh, I think... Uh, I, I think there's just going to be so much more added to the stadium. And it's every time you go there, you get to see something new. And, you know, and if, if you have season tickets and you're at the stadium and you go into every game, you got to make sure just don't always just run to your tickets, uh, run to your seats. Just mm-hmm. make sure you take the little tour, go around, see what's going on. I mean, with the initial sponsors coming on and, and – we're going to do a big sponsorship there uh, for next year. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it's all going to be great, and um, I look forward to seeing more branding, more um, more sponsors at the stadium. I think we can build on what we already have is going to be fantastic. Hey Tommy, finally that Coors Light landing where I'll be hosting the pregame with Eric Allen. Yeah. I, I thought for the first game, the Monday night game was the largest crowd I saw. I mean, it was overflow capacity i'm expecting it here walk me through again that vision of that landing spot which you could look over the whole stadium with the torches with the bar and how it accommodates so many of our fans for the pregame show i you know i think that was that was just such a good idea that they had uh when they were putting that together um that was kind of one of the last minute things that that we pulled Mm -hmm. off and um um, the way it turned out, the seating, the way, I mean, that whole area up there that overlooks, you know, going down into the stadium, it's just a fantastic view. And, and um, it's kind of one of those areas that I kind of like to pass through just to take the vision of the stadium every once yeah. in a while. Um, because you don't get a better view than being up by the torch, and, and you don't get a better view over there by the, the cause landing. Absolutely. I'll see you Sunday night, Tommy. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the partnership. Definitely, Happy buddy. New Year. Can't wait. Happy New Year. You too. Tommy White, 872 Laborers. What a big role he played in all this. Great to have him on as a partner here. Cisco Kid, Black Hole President, Las Vegas Chapter, J-Lot Tailgate Plus, the pre-party. What's up, Cisco? Hey, JT. Happy New Year, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's happening this weekend? Fill everyone Uh in. Oh, man, we got a lot going on, man. I'm just juiced about this game. But, uh, yeah, man, as you know, we got Saturday night. At the Tropicana, the Havana room, man, we got, uh, man, DJ Mike Scott. The, some alumni I'm hearing is going to pop in. Mm-hmm. Got Raider Cody. You know, we're going to do a little special uh, tribute to you guys at Raider Nation Radio. Um, man, it's just going to be a good time. Raider Nation, free admission, free parking, good drinks, Woods and Whiskey. Yes. Ronald Modelo. You know, you know how we do it, JT. I mean, it's. It's going to be a pre, pre-party before the big party on Sunday, man, and we're just we're excited about it. Um, Sunday is going to be, man, I mean, we haven't been, Raider Nation hasn't been this excited in five years, right, 2016? So, man, we just got to got to pull it out, man. Winner takes all, right? So uh, It reminds me wait. it reminds me of the old tailgates when Black Hole Rob was alive. I mean, nothing oh, yeah. will compare to the Oakland tailgates, and everyone knows yeah. I mean that, but – this, it just has that vibe when I would walk into the parking lot, make eye contact with Rob, have a shot, have a beer, 
get your game on, and then watch everybody swarm to the black hole for music, entertainment, and, and really get their vibe on going in. I, I expect that in the J-Lot. I expect to see that energy very early on Sunday, an extra special pregame, huh? Oh, yeah. We're bringing out the big guns, man. We're going, <laughs> we're going retro, like you said, Rob Rivera. Um, man, we got our guy Stoner Dude. Raiderhead's going to be performing at the tailgate. So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a good time. Good time. Everybody come out, wear black, especially to yes. on Sunday, wear black, Raider Nation, wear black, and be loud on defense. You got it, my friend. I'll see you this weekend. Thanks a lot. There he is. All right, brother. Cisco checking in. They got the party, the big party in town. Everybody's been asking me, the Tropicana, Black Hole, get on out there Saturday night. Get on out to that room, the Vanna room. Go have fun with the Black Hole. That's real Raider Nation. That's how you party with the great fans. All the legendary fans will be there. It'll be a big deal. Passionate Raiders making the trip on some crazy red eye, but he'll make it to the game. Go ahead. Hey, JT. JT, JT. Hey, Cisco, I'm going to be there. JT, change your plans, man. I got a phone call today, man. Someone changed my flight for me so I could get out there tomorrow. I'll be there at 12 o'clock p.m. I'll be able to attend all the festivities tomorrow. Cisco, I want to meet you at the Tropicana. The gentleman even got me a room at the Tropicana, JT. Whoa, that's a hookup, man. They don't even they don't even get JT the brick free rooms at the Tropicana, man. How you get that hookup? JT, man, I love you guys, man. I guess it's just my heart, my passion, and love for this team, man. For the love and the years I've put in, I thank you guys so much for this radio, JT. Because if it wasn't for this radio platform, I would never get to get on here and express my passion and express my love for this team, man. I am so stoked. I am so jacked for this game, man. I heard today that Raider Man's giving the, the speech in JYJT. Man, I started getting pumped up there, JT, because they're going down in Vegas on Sunday night. There's no way we don't walk out of there without a W. There's right. no way this new Derek Carr that we're seeing will handle business. He will get it done, JT. JT all right, buddy. Shake your head on Sunday, JT. Let's go. Take care. Sports radio at its best. Fans flying in, fired up to make new friends. I hope that's what you got out of this radio show over 23 years. Maybe I helped you meet another radio friend in person. Not on the internet, not in DMs, but in a tailgate. I love when that goes down. It's the best part about being a Raider fan is when you meet other fans and everybody welcomes you in. That atmosphere is going to be great. The weather is blowing me away. I'm looking out the window here in my studio to see what this weekend looks like. It feels great. It feels like football weather. The Madden Cruiser. I'm taking my sons to see the Madden Cruiser today, and we're going to take them there also to see it again on Sunday. i got to get one of my kids back to college, so i got a little bit of a drive in front of me, but I'll be back in plenty of time for a big weekend here. Uh, next hour coming up, we'll talk to Rich Passaccia, my interview with the head coach which I'm proud to conduct every week. And we covered a lot on this game. He was a little bit closer to the vest. This is a big game. You know, the Chargers listen to this show. It, it pumps through. I don't even know where the Charger facility is. And they put it in. The Rams are in Thousand Oaks. Chargers in Orange County or something like that. I don't even know where the Chargers are based. But I know the Chargers are a good team. And those Charger fans are going to come at me if they win that game, not you. And I'll take it, but I think the Raiders are going to win. And we'll keep the party going for another week or two or maybe more. That's why we have a flagship station and we talk about it. Brought to you by Five Iron Golf. Go in there. 
Play golf with the best at Five Iron Golf, Area 15.